Good morning, good morning, good morning. How are you, my friend? How are you, my friend? Welcome. This is the Breakfast with Champions podcast, one of the most unique, amazing, and powerful podcasts you'll ever come across in your entire life. Listen, we bring you motivation, education, and inspiration, and ultimately give you an opportunity to get a seat at the table, to hang out with some of those that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. What makes this podcast so unique and incredible is we have over a hundred different thought leaders that are constantly delivering amazing, over-the-top, powerful, and impactful content in bite-sized nuggets that you can absorb, take action on, and implement in your life. So with that said, make sure you filter through. There's going to be some of these thought leaders, these experts in their industries that you're ultimately gonna connect with. You're gonna totally, totally resonate. It's gonna totally be your vibe. And then there's gonna be other ones that you're gonna be like, eh, you know what? I like them, but I don't know if I love them. And that's what's great about Breakfast with Champions is we have something for everyone. So make sure you sift through, find the ones that you love, and know that they'll be coming back every single week to be able to deliver to you the motivation and education and inspiration that you need. With that said, my name is Glenn Lundy. I am your host. Super excited to connect with you. And let's kick off today's episode of Breakfast with Champions. Hello, everyone. A little bit early. Um, Good evening or good day wherever you are because I keep being reminded that it's uh, around the clock listening here on Breakfast with Champions. So uh, it's breakfast or supper somewhere. Uh, my name is Kimberly King and I'm one of the hosts here with the Breakfast with Champions Mil Millionaire Breakfast Club and I'm also the host of a new series called A Rich Life. I'll tell you a little bit about me and then you can click on my bio if you want to know more. I am the CEO of a tech and strategy consulting company called Human Tech. I'm the co-founder of a nonprofit that works globally called One Island Institute and serve on a number of other boards for nonprofits. Um, I specialize in a wide range of things, but I'm known most for my marketing, business development and partnership strategies and my passion for impact and impact innovation. Um, I also have a passion for media production throughout my life, so I'm really excited about what we're doing here on Clubhouse and Breakfast with Champions and beyond. And I am a 20-year consultant with the UN Commission on Women and uh, special projects with the United Nations, one of my proudest um, designations. Um, tonight, um, I have a couple of jobs. Uh, as I said, I'm the host of a new series called A Rich Life. And what we do here on Mondays, and we may be adding or changing some uh, time slots as well, is we explore what it means to truly live abundantly, authentically, and in alignment with our purpose and our destiny. If you have all those things in alignment, then to me, you have achieved a rich life. But I have a special extra job tonight, an, an extra privilege, and that is to introduce you 
to a very special person. Um, there's an individual that many of you have been seeing on Clubhouse, including me, for several months, and I began to get more and more intrigued by the wisdom, the creativity, the humor, and the impact that I saw coming from this quiet, sometimes quiet, always creative and powerful man called Dr. Iman Tahari. Um, Dr. Iman is, is what he goes by in social media, and that's what we'll call him tonight. Uh, Dr. Iman is based in Toronto now. He's a trauma surgeon. Listen to this um, compilation of talents and attributes. They're very unusual. A trauma surgeon, a poet, a content creator, a global influencer, and a growing social media rock star. He's also a truly kind, very wise, and very special superhuman. And I'm proud to now call him a special friend. Dr. Iman Tahari, I'd love to invite you to the stage. And invite you to speak. The mic is yours. Uh, Dr. Iman, I've shared a little bit about you, but could you take a moment first and share a little bit about you in your own words? Uh, thank you so much. Thank you for having me here. Uh, among all these beautiful words that you just said, I love this special friend the most, honestly. Uh, hello, everyone. Good evening. Uh, my name is Iman. I I was born and raised in Iran, and uh, now I'm based in Toronto. As Kimberly gave all the details, I'm now doing more, uh, let's say, more active on social media than OR. And uh, yeah, I'm here to serve. Glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Dr. Mon. Well, as I said, you know, I discovered you right here on Clubhouse. Discovered you as if that was somehow my, <laughs> my credit. Um, but I didn't know much about you. A lot of us are discovering each other here through this amazing, um, uh, unusual community app on Clubhouse. But I began to share rooms and later stages with Dr. Aman. And like me, he didn't necessarily speak all the time. I like to listen before I speak. And I noticed that Dr. Aman didn't always speak. But when he did, he always had something worthwhile and meaningful to say. And that actually began to get my attention. And then as I became more and more active on Instagram and other things that I had not been as active on before, I discovered that a lot of other people had already discovered 
our own Dr. Aman. In fact, the statistics are staggering. Let me see if I've got some up-to-date numbers, Dr. Aman. Um, this is give or take a few hundred or thousand at any given moment, I guess. But let me tell you what I mean in that the rest of the world is quickly discovering him and why I called him an emerging and fast-growing social media rock star. Uh, TikTok apparently is your jam because if my numbers are right, you have somewhere in the neighborhood of 242,000 plus followers and 2.6 million likes and counting. On Instagram, you have 83, almost 84,000 followers. You've got another 2,000 plus, unless my numbers are wrong, on YouTube, and 4,000 and growing on Clubhouse. I would say you're a man who takes social media and content creation and getting your message out there very seriously. How does it happen that a trauma surgeon becomes a social media influence and rock star? Can you tell me about what brought you from Iran to Toronto to meeting you here today? Take us back and tell us part of your story, please. Well, of course, um, honestly, I, I never thought about these numbers as you just mentioned them. I ended up in Toronto pretty much by, I always say by accident, I took the wrong plane, but it's not true. I came here to visit my family, it's supposed to be a short visit right in February 2020 and uh, then this pandemic being announced and I kind of stuck in Toronto I uh, I literally moved to Toronto by with a suitcase uh, back then I was uh, ready to start my business as a you know a plastic surgery clinic in Dubai but after this huge shock to the world. Everything just can got canceled, not just flight, all the contract, everything that people were hesitating about everything and all the businesses just shut down. I ended up to, I ended up staying here and uh, it was a challenging moment, maybe days, weeks at the beginning, but I always learned from my job as a trauma surgeon that if it doesn't kill you, it makes you stronger. And I embraced the moment and uh, I started to discover the new society. I had to learn the language. I was not, so I speak English. I, I learned medicine in English, but not in daily basis. You know, knowing the language is something, but make connection with this language is, is another story. And uh, yeah, I started my social media on January 2021, about nine months ago. You started in January 2021. Yes. Really? Yes. I I started on TikTok, as you said. Uh, I that that's that's a funny story. I didn't know TikTok. I, I actually looking for another app, and I I found TikTok by accident, and I downloaded TikTok. I heard about it, and when I first logged into TikTok, I was like, this is exactly what I've been doing since I was five years old. I should have made this app before. 
and that's how I was just so fascinated by this is this new world. And uh, you've been making videos since you were five years old. Oh no, I was living the life the way that they put it in videos. You know, all this lip syncing and acting and performing music. Let's say impacting others by your being. And uh, yeah, I started. So for the first two weeks, I guess I was just looking to see how is it going there to see how to learn. And then I made my first video I posted on January. And uh, yeah, I just keep doing it. I just kept doing and now the numbers are high. People some say, yeah, I wanted to start, you know, to influence. I just, I was alone and I was like desperate. I just, I was looking for friends, to be honest. I was just looking for someone to listen to me and I just keep doing it. And apparently I have a lot of friends, as you said. <laughs> so you came to Toronto and you just came to visit family and stayed. Um, COVID had something to do with that, right? How does COVID play into this unexpected shift in destiny for you? Uh, well, I was not able to practice medicine in Canada when I got here as a, let's say, international medical graduate. But I still had my connection with doctors around the world, my friends. And that was it. My, my main challenge was I, I started my job as a physician, as a surgeon, as a trauma surgeon too, because I love to fix things. I, I love to fix people. That's actually my, my passion. And I, I, I passed the exams that they said, like it takes maybe three years to pass the exam, but I, I, I passed in three months because I wow. probably had nothing else to do. Wow. Yeah, but I still cannot practice. Then I said, okay, so they can maybe, you know, they can restrict my, my they can take my OR, but they cannot take my healing abilities. I heard today, I, I was I think Glenn said that they Facebook actually banned the show after 900 something episodes and I was so that's it so they can probably put restriction on anything but they cannot restrict your soul of doing what you're doing I started to when I found my own you know my my audience I realized that I can this is not just about COVID. The COVID was just a pandemic. I, I talk about it like most often recently. I, it was a COVID pandemic was the first phase. And I believe the second phase was mental health pandemic. And the least thing was maybe adjustment disorder, anxiety, depression, suicide, homicide, overdose, you just name it. I could have done something about that, and I did. And what I did, I started to make some short form videos based on supportive psychotherapy. And the idea of supportive psychotherapy is the patient actually needs someone to tell them that everything's gonna be all right. But someone need to be, you know, the convincive, someone that actually give the message the way that they, they accept it. That's actually how I started what I'm doing. I want to go back 
to something you said. Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, Five Simple Steps to an Extraordinary Morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. Paraphrase slightly, but it was a really powerful message that you tied into what happened with Glenn today, because yes, that was a shock and unfair in my opinion. And, um, and it has a ripple effect that we all should be aware of that we are creating um, content and putting, uh, connecting with one another on platforms that don't belong to us. And anything can happen there. Just like on your way to one destination, things changed. But as you said, as we go through life, things happen and they can take away our access, let's say. But they can't take away our mission. Not if we don't let them. So I just want to pause on that, Iman, Dr. Iman, because that's a really important takeaway from what you've said. And we now see the exponential results that are bearing fruit in your life because the man who still wants to reach people, who still wants to help people, who still wants to fix things and make people better and the world better, he could not be stopped, not by a pandemic, not by a set of rules about um, certifications and qualifications and a process but it did mean that man as all of us had to find another way to express who he is and to achieve his mission but again I'm still intrigued how a man who's a trauma surgeon and I believe in your story you were headed to Dubai this was going to be a visit you were not headed to be a TikTok phenom. You were headed to Dubai, right? Can you tell us a little bit about that? Where were you headed before Destiny had a different decision? Well, yes. Yeah, so when I finished my my medical school, I uh, I volunteered in a maybe one of the most unfortunate places on earth probably i volunteered for two years in a drug war zone mm. which actually was a life-changing lesson life-changing period of time for me and i learned a lot and over those two years but when they actually uh, wanted to yeah it was a volunteer thing but then after two years they said so even if you, if you want to stay there you need to have a contract but i didn't want to have it anyway i just uh i decided to pivot and that was it that I, I, i'm i'm happy that i didn't to be honest i started a new journey i got certified for 
plastic surgery. I worked with a, a colleague of mine in Dubai, and I was ready to start my own business. I was so fascinated, so maybe drowned in the idea of life that, okay, so that's it. Let's just do this. This seems to be good, so it must be good. And uh, I had like maybe a couple of months before I start. I came to Toronto, as I said, my, uh, my sister who lives in Toronto, she was not in the best shape. She needed me back then, so I just came to support her. And everything just happened for me, the way that you, you just mentioned. But now that I, I actually used this pandemic as a pause in my life to reflect, to listen to myself, to look back, to see, is this really what you want to do or just I'm so designed for you? That's, that was my, my moment to pivot to what actually I'm doing now. Well, I would say that that is an unusual and creative and brave choice to make, given the trajectory that you're on. I noticed that when we, in your bio and when we speak, you talk about yourself as a poet. What does that mean to you? Have you always identified as a poet? Yes, I, I've been a poet before, way before I entered medical school at age 17. I was reading my poetry since I was like in maybe at age 10, I've, I, I guess I started writing my poetries. I have uh, my book published in my language in Farsi, many times republished and reprint. And... Uh, I believe that I'm a better poet than a surgeon. Don't get me wrong, I'm a good surgeon, I'm, but I believe that I'm a better poet because, uh, I don't know, this is this is a passion. This is some, sometimes when I write something, my poetry actually sometimes surprise me as well. When you write poetry, I'm just curious because as a person who speaks English and Southern, and a little bit of few words in other languages, but I don't master any other languages. I'm curious, when you think your poetry and you write, do you write in Farsi? Do you write in English? Does it, I'm just curious about your process. How does the mind of a poet work for you? Maybe this is the point like that was the most challenging part of my journey was that one. I always write in Farsi and I always was comfortable with my words. I, uh, but when I moved here, it was not, as I said, just not the language. I should have learned my society, my target, who is listening to me. I couldn't just translate my poetry and no one probably would listen. I, this, this is a point that Clubhouse actually helped me a lot. I joined Clubhouse since March and I was just listening. As you said, I was just listening to many, like in different rooms about, sometimes I found my, my, myself in rooms that is, has nothing to do with me, but just to listen to people, to see what is their concern? What is the main topic that people talk about them? 
and when I write, I don't think Farsi. Now nowadays, I that's funny. Sometimes I dream in English. I think in English. I write in English, and it's just something that I feel. Uh, and people sometimes in my dream, the people who I, I'm, I'm sure they don't, they do, they have no English knowledge. They speak English so well. That's that's the funny part for me. Yeah, but I write by poetry. I think I think I feel in English, but. Poetry is not about language, I believe. It's about the feeling. Language is just a barrier. It's just, just, just a, uh, let's say, it's, it's just a vehicle. It just brings the feeling out. Yes, well, that's, I find that interesting because I have so many friends that are from different parts of the world and they speak about dreaming in different languages and how their creativity comes. So I'm always curious about that. Well, you know, today in the Breakfast with Champions roster, it's Monday. It's Labor Day, so it's a holiday here. But Mondays are designated for marketing and motivation. You certainly are either purposely or naturally excelling at the marketing part because you're reaching a lot of people. But I remember reading on your website about your passion. I think it said something like your passion for spreading motivation, positivity, and inspiring others, and bringing hope globally, here it is, uh, during these challenging times. So I'd love to go in a little bit more as we take a look, and I'm going to encourage everybody, if you haven't already been following Dr. Amon on Instagram and TikTok, take a moment now or at the very end of this and go follow him. You will find him um, irresistible. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.